Welcome back to the final edition of MVC Weekly for the year. I'm your host, Scott Prieros. With me today, I have Ken Canoon. Hello, everybody. And Jacob Burish. What's going on, everybody? Uh, so today, we're going to be talking some uh, ISU baseball with you. Um, so, really, MVC baseball as a whole, but ISU baseball... Uh, Got a big series win this weekend against Dallas Baptist, who at the beginning of the year I think was a lot of people's pick to win the conference. They had been ranked most of the season before this past week, but they won the series 2-1, walk-off win Friday, uh, solid, I think it was 4-1 or 5-1 win uh, Saturday, and then they got smoked pretty badly Sunday. But the, I mean, winning that series against a team like that, you had great pitching those first two games. Uh, obviously the third game wasn't great. They went through, I think, six pitchers in that game, but... I just want to talk about some of these individual players on ISU. Ryan Cermak has started to drop off a little bit. I think he's starting to come down to earth just a little bit, but, I mean, every player faces one of those slumps. But he's down to a three thirty one batting average, seven seventeen slug. Um, most reports that I'm seeing nowadays, he's going as probably late second, early third round. If he would have continued to go on the pace that he was, I think a lot of people thought he might be a first-round pick just barely but right now they're saying late second early third but i mean isu baseball and i say it every week we record this they're just so inconsistent they can't find consistency on either side of the ball i mean like i said those first two games you did what you needed to do and then the last game five runs isn't bad but you allow 14 and it's just the inconsistency is glaring for this team yeah yeah something i said i thought that was important um they were coming off a short three-game losing streak against uh, coming into their first game against Dallas Baptist. They had lost two to eight to Bradley, seven to fourteen against SIUE, and then one to three against Indiana. But you make a great point. They are rather inconsistent. Like there's just there's no level of consistency consistency with this team that we've seen so far. But I think I think we said this last time. Um, I forgot who they faced. I think they faced Valparaiso, and he said or. I don't remember who. I think it was Valparaiso. Uh, it yeah. might have been Valparaiso. Um, we said hopefully they can start to find some consistency. And since then, just no consistency have you found. Um, you would hope that those two Dallas Baptist wins might spark something. But to come in on the third game of the series and lose 5-14 to 14 doesn't inspire much hope. So I just don't know with this team. It's, it's truly, truly interesting to see this levels of inconsistency. Yeah, it was definitely a bad loss, uh, but I, they still won the series, which is fantastic, especially, like we said, against Dallas Baptist. But the, Dallas Baptist has kind of been struggling lately a little bit of their own. But in that series, uh, Jake McCaw and Cermak, they combined four for 19. So I, I think that is uh, kind of a bright spot. Like, they still won the series, even though their two best offensive players didn't play very well. And that second came, uh, JT Sokoloff uh, was two for three. He scored two ISU's runs. So I, I, we talked about this uh, during the last podcast. It's just finding those other players that are going to step up offensively for this team because their pitching has been good, like we talked about. They've got the second-best ERA in the NBC. Uh, Jared Hart has a 1.7 ERA and uh, 41 uh, innings pitched. It's first in the NBC. Uh, yeah, they're – but uh, – through what two weeks since our last podcast their batting average as a team has dropped 10 points they have the second worst obb obps and mv and mvc so yeah it just offensively continues uh, to be a struggle for them yeah definitely uh 
You talked about uh, Jake McCaw, just another thing about him. Uh, I was talking about Cermak being a late second, early third. Um, a lot of people are pretty high on Jake McCaw. I think I've seen most things. He's probably a day three prospect to get drafted there, but they do expect him to get drafted this uh, offseason as long as he enters the draft, which I'm sure he will at this point. Uh, but you talked about their pitching. Jared Hart has been phenomenal for them this year. A lot of great starts. Uh, Eric Kubiatowicz uh, in that first game against um, – Dallas Baptist, two shutout innings. He was fired up in that game. Great outing for him. Uh, Got to give some credit to Caden Beauregard, catching for them. Uh, just his, just has seven starts this year, but in that game, once again, the game I covered Friday, threw out two runners at second base, two huge runners because one of them was in the 10th, I believe. So just making a big impact. So you talk about these guys stepping up, and that's definitely going to be something they need. They have a tough schedule coming up. They still got a series against Evansville, who's in first in the conference, and then a three-game series against Southern later in the year, second in the conference. So it's not going to get any easier for them. So they're going to have to start finding that consistency and hopefully turn around the season before uh, the Missouri Valley Conference comes up here in a few weeks. So Speaking of Evansville, the number one team in the conference, uh, they sit at, I believe it was 9-3 and three in Missouri Valley Conference play. Um they're one of those teams who has that consistency a little more. Um, looking at their on-base percentage, they have 373 out of Mark Schallenberger uh, and then 330 out of Brent Witter. Uh, you look at RBIs, you got 46, 38, 44, 38, 34. So, I mean, you looked at ISU, and they got two guys over 30 RBIs or something like that. They got one more guy over 20, and then after that, you just you just have to be able to get production from all around and that's the success that Evansville's seeing. I mean, when you have two guys over 40 RBIs, that's you're scoring at a level that's easily going to win you games. And that's something that they're going to need to keep doing. I mean, I think they got a lot of potential. They could easily close this out. They got a one-game lead over Southern Illinois right now. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But they also got two guys pitching who have less than a 2.4 ERA. So they're a really balanced baseball team. And props to them. I mean, they've had a great season so far. Yeah, you're right. Um, ever since uh, about mid-March, they've oh, they failed to score more than five runs only twice. I believe the data since March 20th. That's or, impressive. Or three times because they had a doubleheader against Northwestern March 20th where they scored four runs in one and one runs in another. And then in their recent game against Belmont, they only scored two. But outside of that, I mean, just a very high-scoring offense, like five runs at minimum, that's incredible. And they're just coming out here and outscoring and outslugging teams. It's really fascinating to watch. And Evansville has been great this season, uh, deservedly top of the conference on their own three-little game win streak and uh, 24-18 and overall, just great stuff. Yeah, their season's honestly been kind of night and day. Started off, uh, they've lost ten of their first thirteen, and uh, they've won their last. Uh, they've won fifteen of their last nineteen games. So you could like literally a flip just switched for them. Uh, but yeah, you talked about Schallenberger batting three seventy three. Their pitching right now has been uh, solid. Uh, but I, I, yeah, the one it just really stood out to me whenever I saw like how their season started and then how they've just turned it around and now they're in first. Like when we did this, when we did the last podcast, I had no clue. Like they, they were slowly just climbing up the standings, and it, it's been interesting to see. And I think it's uh, also going to be interesting just to see how if they're able to keep it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, like we're talking, I mean, we're reaching the end of the season. They got a three game series against Illinois State play SIUE, then they got a three-game, big three-game series against Dallas Baptist. Um, 
got Murray State, and then they close out with a three-game series against Valparaiso. So, I mean, they have the potential. I think that Dallas Baptist series is going to be really, really interesting to me. I think that that's got a lot of potential to be a big series for the conference because, I mean, Dallas Baptist isn't that far behind. They're sitting at 500, which is actually only three games back. So anything can happen. Yeah, just one quick thing, too. Uh, I just went back and checked that preseason poll for the season. Uh, Evansville was projected to finish 7th. Only had uh, 19... uh, 19 points slash votes and uh, ended up finishing seventh. So for them to be top of the conference competing with um, like Dallas Baptist, Southern Illinois, Indiana State is pretty major for them. Credit to them. Yeah, they definitely uh, shocked a lot of people this year. I mean, I think, but like I said, I mean, they have easily have the potential. I mean, if your offense continues to play at that level, you got a big series here, like I said, against Illinois State who while their record might not show it, they usually are able to take at least one game. They've only been swept in one series all year, so that's a good thing for there. But, I mean, they got a big three uh, series here. You got Illinois State, DBU, and Valparaiso, so that'll be interesting to see what they can do with that. The next team I want to talk about is the team who's actually second in the conference, just a game behind Evansville. Southern Illinois, they're sitting at 31-12 and 12 overall, which is incredible, and then 8-4 and four in conference play. They have four guys batting over three or three fifteen or better. Uh, JT Weber leads them all with a three ninety one batting average and sixteen home runs. And I'm sorry, if you're batting three ninety one and you have a slug of seven twenty four, that's just ridiculous. So his OPS is actually just above twelve hundred. Uh, stolen six bases this year, but I think just the big thing is you having four guys at the top of your lineup who are all batting three fifteen or better you're easily going to be scoring runs because when people are on base and then the next guy comes up, he's getting on base. So they're just a phenomenal team top to bottom, it really looks like. I mean, their top nine hitters, you look at it, and their lowest batting average is 230 and 237, and you got 271 or higher for everyone else, which is a very solid pitching staff-wise. They're not quite there, but, I mean, 3.56 and 3.6 isn't too bad. I mean, that's and the whips are 1.54, 1.2. So, I mean... That's not too bad. Matthew Steidel leads the team in ERA. Uh, he's a closer, a reliever for them. He hasn't started a game yet, but then Mike Hansel started four games for them, uh, 3.6 ERA. So, I mean, they they got a lot of potential, but I think the problem with them is their pitching is going to have to find consistency because, yeah, your offense is scoring runs, but if you're going to allow that many runs a game, it's going to be hard to beat teams. Yeah, I agree. Um, giving up 11 runs or 12 runs in the second game second game series against Valparaiso, and then 11 runs in the final game is a bit worrying. And then in their series against Dallas Baptist, uh, six runs gave, given up in the first game, nine runs in the second, 10 runs in the third. Um, it's a bit worrying, and especially when you're letting Valparaiso, who I believe are currently sitting at the bottom of the NBC baseball standings, uh, to put up 12 and 11 on you in consecutive games is is certainly worrying. And you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Their pitching is something that's pretty concerning right now. Um, remains to be seen how it'll go in for the rest of the season. Um, but certainly their pitching is something to watch. Yeah, their ERA right now is 5.20, which is third, so almost middle of the pack. Uh, but yeah, their offense has really shown up and been their driving force they're first in hits by 40 which is insane they're first in rbis they're first in walks they have the second best batting average in mvc at 302 uh you mentioned matthew uh steedley uh and their seven to six one against uh dallas baptist he pitched he went five innings he led one run on three hits and he struck out uh eight 
So maybe he might get more run, even though, like you said, he's a relief pitcher, but he's been one of their best options. And going down the stretch, they're really going to need their pitching to show up because, like you said, Ken, lately they've given up a lot of runs. Yeah, definitely. And they got... They don't have it easy coming up here. I mean, you got Missouri State, who I believe holds the conference's home run leader with 19. Dakota Katowski for them. Or Katowski, I'm sorry. Dakota Katowski is 19 home runs this year, 43 RBIs, a slug of 660. So, I mean, they're going to have it tough. They got a three-game series against Missouri State, uh, three-game series against Indiana State, and then they close out the season with a three-game series against Illinois State at Duffy Bass Field. So, that's good. They got to figure out that pitching thing because it's going to be tough to win games if you're allowing 11 runs to these teams in uh, the MVC tournament here uh, May 24th and beyond. So the last team I want to talk about today is Indiana State. Uh, I believe they are third. Is that right? They are 22-13 and 13 overall, 7-5 and five in conference play. Just a game ahead of Dallas Baptist there. Um, they, once again, are a lot more balanced of a team. They actually have six hitters batting 300 or, or – they also have they have seven Mike Sears, but Mike Sears has only started four games, so it's a little disproportionate compared to these other guys. But I mean, you have the six main guys who are batting over three hundred. You have RBIs. Nobody's like crazy in the numbers, but I mean, you have just consistency: 30, 20, 21, 23, uh, 29, 17, 14. So I mean, they're one of those teams that's just really balanced, and we talked about them earlier. Having that balance in your lineup where you don't have to worry about only the top of your lineup producing maybe or anything like that is a key. And then you look at their pitching, um, Matt, pardon me if I say this wrong, Matt Jacek, uh, 255 ERA, 1.09 whip. He started 10 games, um, 70.2 innings pitched, uh, only allowed 20 runs all year, 20 earned runs all year, struck out 53 batters. I mean, I think that's a really solid ace to have in your lineup, 2.55 ERA, but the rest of their pitching staff is there. I mean, 3.37, you got a bunch of guys in the fours. And then it starts going down from there. But, I mean, they're, like I said, a really balanced baseball team. And when you come to the MVC tournament, that's what you need, a team that you don't have to worry about. Like I said, the top of your lineup being the only thing it produces. If you can get production from top to bottom, you're going to have a lot of potential to win games. Yeah, that series against Evansville, um, first game was close. They ended up winning by one run in 10 innings. But second and third game are rather warring. Um, the second game where they just got smoked fourteen to nothing in seven innings. Yeah, that's that's tough. Really bad. Um, and then the third game, losing twelve to nine. Better offense, but still giving up twelve runs. Warring again. Um, yeah, against Evansville, they gave up a total of uh, thirty three runs in the three game series. So not great. And then Missouri State, you'd hope they'd bounce back in a series like that, but. They go on to lose the first two games, seven to six and eleven to four. Um, second game, warring again, another double-digit scoring game for the opponent. Um, good bounce-back win, eight to one. Um, hopefully, they can uh, bring more of that consistency that uh, they had in the third game, moving on for the rest of the season. But a lot of high-scoring games here recently for Indiana State. That is something that is a bit worrying. Yeah, before uh, uh, that uh, one win against Missouri State, they were on a four-game losing streak, which was, I believe, their uh, largest of the year. They only had one other losing streak, which was literally two. So not the best time to not fizzle out, but maybe have your uh, roadblocks. But like you said, Scotty, uh, 
their offense has been great this year. Their pitching staff has been pretty good. They've got a, a 5.20 ERA, just like SIU. Uh, so they're kind of in the same boat. But like you uh, said, Matt Jasek, he's got a 2.55 ERA, which is second in NBC. So he's really helping that staff a lot. Um, yeah, their offense is second. They have the second least home runs in NBC, and they're fifth in runs. So their offense has been pretty good. Um, we'll see if they can rebound from this uh, hurdle, uh, if you want to call it, against Evansville and M- uh, MSU or Missouri State. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking, and just one more thing I want to talk about with ISU baseball. I talked about Ryan Cermak. Talked about his hitting. We praise his hitting all the time. But his fielding cannot go overlooked. Because if you're at these games, you can see he plays some um, – gold glove level defense he makes diving catches he has a cannon of an arm to throw people out I mean that's a prospect that I would want on my baseball team any day of the week I mean he's got he does a little bit of everything for this team so that's going to be really big to see and like I said I think I think the conference is up in the air over these final few weeks and I think once you get to the NBC tournament just like in any sport anything can happen one kick up and anybody can win a game so it'll be really interesting to see what uh, happens here but I mean I think it'll be fun to watch I think every team's got a chance here not maybe not every but i think these yeah these f- top four or five teams who have, definitely have a chance to uh take the conference so is there anything else you guys want to talk about nope think we hit everything well yeah i don't have anything else all right so like i said i think this is going to be our last recording of the year um in the meantime of this final month of sports if you want to follow along on our twitter account at viddy underscore sports and our main account at the underscore vidette uh you can follow along for live updates but uh In the meantime, uh, stay hot, birds.